All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, as you can see, we're going to get started here. Uh, very excited to uh, be bringing in one of our very good friends, uh, Mr. Phil Treadwell. And uh, as we told you, last couple of uh, lives that Jason and I have done, we've got a lot of exciting things coming out. And today is episode number one of the Shred Influencer Spotlight. And uh, like I mentioned just a second ago, it's our good friend and uh, partner actually in the industry syndicate. But Phil made a very cool change recently that we're going to be talking about here in a second. But I want to I want to intro Phil because, as many of you know, I had Phil on my show a very long time ago. He's been an absolute mentor to me. Uh, he's got an incredible podcast, a mortgage marketing expert. Correct, Phil? If I'm yes. correct, I will get yep. correct. But That's this right. guy's been he's been in the industry a, a long, long time. He understands not only what's important to originators, but what they need within their business to really help them thrive and grow within the modern in, within the modern markets, what today brings. So we're really excited to be spotlighting. I kind of sound when we talk about spotlight, it's almost like, yay, spotlight the kid. So <laughs> it's like a kid, a kid in a candy store when it's Phil, more like a bull in a China shop when we're talking to Phil. But either way, we're... <laughs> especially, especially when we're ordering food. We're ordering yeah. food. But Phil, thanks for joining us today, brother. We appreciate you. <laughs> Man, thanks for having me. I don't know uh, how to respond. There was like some really good compliments mixed with some backhanded passive aggressive comments. So this is this is a great way to get started. This is awesome. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of how, how we do it, man. That's how we roll, dude. You know, we gotta have fun with this just because this industry in general is just a little too stiff. And uh, we, we need to bring some light back to it. So that's why we're spotlighting you, my friend. So uh, we're excited to be hanging out, excited to have you here. But anyway, with that being said, uh, excited to get into it with you. There's a lot of big things that I know you have on your radar, some places you're gonna to be at that we're going to be as well. So uh, we definitely look forward to, like I said, kind of discussing some of those things here very, very soon. So uh, let's let's jump right into it. I know one big thing that uh, that you have coming up, Phil, is Mastermind. Mastermind is right around the corner, right? It absolutely is. It's uh, next week in Las Vegas at the Palms, um, where it is uh, pretty much every year. But it's it's a really cool event this year. I think Darren Hardy's uh, one of the headliners. Um, he's uh, somebody that we've looked at trying to have on our podcast. He's written a couple of amazing books. Um, you know, Mastermind is is one of the biggest events in the mortgage industry every year, and so super excited about you know seeing folks that I only see a couple of times a year, getting to network with folks that I've not met before. Um, you know, all of us have some cool uh, events and things that we're doing there, and and uh, so I'm excited to, to finish out this week and, and get on the road and, and head to Vegas. Very and actually, before we even like Vegas is going to be exciting. I know we're going to be talking more about that, but you recently even made a bigger change that we're probably even more excited for. I know Jason; he's he's sporting a little shirt or his sweater for sure. But you recently made a change uh, within your own career, still in the mortgage industry, of course. Uh, but went to Mason McDuffie. So congratulations with that. Tell us why why you're excited for that, the future of that. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thank you uh, very much. Um, yeah, I, I recently made a move to Mason McDuffie Mortgage, I'm the vice president of development and a regional manager. And I'm super excited about what we've got going on at Mason McDuffie right now. You know, Mason has a, a long, rich history in mortgage and real estate. The brand's been around since 1887, um, both in, in the real estate side and then, you know, later on transitioned into the mortgage side as well. And there, there's, a, there's a rich history and tradition about, you know, doing great business and, and taking care of not only buyers, but, but borrowers and, and consumers in general. 
And so right now, you know, Mason McDuffie is poised to really uh, grow in this modern industry that we all like to talk about that really have an appetite for not only growth, but about understanding what the modern borrower, what the modern loan officer is really looking for, um, not only in, in purchasing homes and finding a place to work, but the way that, that we all interact with one another and the way we all cultivate attention and, and, and create business and, and, you know, just, you know, create that community and, and, uh, be social with one another as a whole. And so we've got a lot of cool things that are coming down the pipe in the next few months and, and uh, super excited to, to get over here and, and start getting settled and, and uh, still trying to get my feet underneath me a little bit. It's uh, it's obviously uh, big anytime you make a move from, from one company to another, but everyone has been awesome and I'm super excited about uh, things to come. Nice. And uh, obviously, for those that don't know, Mason McDuffie, you know, when I talk about being in the mortgage business for the last decade, being executive, it was at Mason McDuffie Mortgage. It's a family business for me. So very excited to have my good friend, Phil, join that family. Um, Phil, uh, you know, for for um, those that for lenders and loan officers in general, you know, you and I have had this conversation a whole bunch of times. It's one of the reasons why we wanted you to ha- be episode number one is because when you and I met last year, um, we definitely think a lot alike. We look at the industry the same, just as Josh does as well. Um, what do you think like loan officers and lenders really should be focused on in 2019 and not just for this year, but for, I'd say, like the next 24 months? Yeah, I, I think they need to pay attention to what the the consumer that's happening. Um, you know, forty eight percent of all new mortgages right now are millennials um, that are thirty seven, thirty eight years old and younger. And you have to understand who that group of people is. Um, they were either at home or just out of the house whenever the crash happened in oh six, oh seven, oh eight. So they're very leery of that. But they also really like to communicate, do business, and consume information uh, through social media, through mobile technology, through those types of things. And so the the modern mortgage professional not only has to understand how to gather, create, garner, whatever you want to call it, the attention of that modern consumer, but they also have to position themselves to be a mortgage advisor so that you can help that group of people through this transaction, through this process. You know, uh, I just did a, a podcast on on my podcast with Dale Vermillion, and he he put it very, very um, uh, eloquently in saying that millennials crave and want community almost like no other generation before. They want to be able to uh, be a part of a community. They they want to uh, socialize and interact in ways that so many other generations really haven't. And you know, with social media, with with the internet, there there's so many options and possibilities for them to do that. So uh, on the mortgage and real estate side of things, you have to you know create an environment and a community that they want to tie into. Um, but you also have to realize that they're probably gun shy. They've waited a little longer to be first time home buyers than a lot of other generations. And and they want a a mortgage professional to walk through that transaction with them to make them feel comfortable about what's happening to educate them. But again, they want to do it in a in a mobile and technology friendly way. And so the the originator and the managers and the companies that can understand who their buyers are over the next two, three, four, five years, um, create the right kind of attention and and build a company and a model around one that they can get to have that community, they get to have that education and and comfort uh, during the home buying process, and and give them the type of technology that they want uh, as a consumer. I, I think those are the people that are really going to. Succeed. Succeed in, in the coming years. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's it's the game has changed. And I think one thing and I, I think, Phil, you would agree with this is that I think the one thing that everyone needs to understand is that we cannot take the classic sit back and wait approach that we seem to do. And, and not only that, I mean, it, it's it's logical and sometimes even, you know, even, you know, that's what you want to do. But I think what ha- what has happened in our industry, we've taken like a like a sit back and wait for years approach to make any type of changes. And I, I think what's important now is that lenders and loan officers, but lenders especially, you guys cannot sit there on the sidelines and and wait to see how things shape out. You got to look at other industries and learn from them. And you just can't look at other mortgage companies. And that's the one thing that drove me nuts and still to this day drives me nuts is the mentality of just waiting and, and, and just assume and thinking that our industry is different from others when it comes to consumer attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think our good friend Chelsea Pite says it very eloquently. You've got to be where other people aren't. That's really where the the niche is, is, is trying to find new ways of doing things. But it doesn't have to be something that's inauthentic to who you are. You know, I said this whenever I was on Josh's show when we first met is differentiation is about finding something that's unique to you, something you're comfortable with, something you're good at, and really doubling down on that. And that in and of itself creates an opportunity for you to differentiate yourself, be a first class you, and and focus on something that you can do the best that, that a lot of people aren't doing in that way. And so that's really what people need to focus on is finding something they enjoy doing, finding something they can double down on, and, and doing it better than everybody else. So what would, let's let's get tactical because this is what Jason and I are really all about, and that's what Shred is all about. Is actually talking. So we're talking about okay, this is this is how you do it. Like what, what, with what you're saying here, what can they actually be doing in this market? What would you say, Phil? Like if there's something like, yes, these are all good things, but specifically, what are some of the things they should be doing? I mean, there, there's a long list, and I think it, it's different for every kind of person, depending on what their personality and the type of business that they're trying to create. Um, I'll give some tactical examples, but before I do, I want to make sure people realize you have to figure out who your target market is. Then you need to decide what kind of message you want to create and what you want to communicate to that target market before you ever figure out what type of marketing medium you need to go through. And so I think that's a little small exercise that people can do first. And then you can decide, hey, is social media the best outlet? If that is, I highly recommend anyone that's spending a lot of time in social media is doing it in an authentic way. You know, we talk a lot, all three of us and, and you know, a lot of people in our sphere of influence have the conversation about, not contributing to the white noise of the industry, not using social media as advertising or marketing just for marketing's sake, but use it as an opportunity um, to get to know other people within the industry, to get to know other referral partners and let them get to know you in a very uh, uninvasive way that you can put out who you are. But, you know, as people, we're, we're a little bit of voyeurs. We like to see what's going on in people's lives. We like to know that people are struggling the same way we are. And, and I think that that's what can draw people to you is that authenticity. And so whenever people are playing in the social media side of things, yes, you want to put your message out there, but you still need to spend more time about who you are and what you're about than you are just your business and in that message. I think there's a huge opportunity in voice when it comes to, you know, Amazon and, and Alexa and, and other 
voice activated devices. I think that there's an opportunity to create content that you can get out there to the public and, and brand yourself as a, as a local expert, create a flash briefing about new restaurants or entertainment or things that are happening in the, in the community give people a reason to listen to you, give people a reason to want to consume your content. And you can also put your brand in there as a real estate professional, as a mortgage professional. And I, I think that there's a, a huge opportunity in that. If you'll cultivate the information that's out there and, and deliver it to people in a way that gives them a reason to want to pay attention, you can really capture a lot of folks' attention. I don't think even newsletters I think there's there's an opportunity to do great newsletters. There's an opportunity to do great mailers if you're putting the right thing in there. You know, they're, they're, we're bombarded by so much information. If we can spend the time and cultivate that and create it um, in, in a way that's bite-sized for people to consume, there's a huge opportunity to capture that attention and let them know about you and your brand because time is a commodity that none of us can get back. It's, it's a, there's a very finite amount of it. And that's really how people can add value is, is think about, again, who your target market is, what the message is that you're trying to create, and then give them a reason to pay attention to you so that you can insert that message as, as you're talking. Dude, I love this. So I'm glad you brought this up, Phil, because I honestly, there's, there's so much talk of, you know, trying to do this, trying to do this. And I think what's really important for people, especially when it comes to social media, what you talked about is you really have to decide what's best for you and your business, not everybody. And the fact that you even brought up like, Everybody's talking about social media, Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, blah, blah, like social media, social media, social media. And we love it. Like, don't get us wrong. That is absolutely, that's where Jason and I are putting, I mean, clearly we do a lot on here, but, um, if that's not your play, like if that is absolutely where you're like, nope, I do not want to be here. You might be a little bit crazy. You should be, but you don't have to be like, you absolutely want her. Like you don't have to be there. Now, are you going to probably grow and grow your brand? as fast as you would like? No, definitely not. And there's there's going to be a small niche amount of people that, that probably don't use social media. They don't use Facebook, which, um, I mean, that's a whole other argument, to be honest, Jason and Phil, yeah. which that, will they eventually get tuned out? Maybe, probably, but still in the here and now, there's still a demographic. There's still people, shit, there's still people who read the newspaper. Like the newspapers still get printed. Like, so right. there's still, there still is that demographic out there. So well, they got to wrap the fish in the, in exactly. Right? I guess you got to wrap fish in so those who are just joining us live, make sure you comment hashtag shred. If you're joining us on the replay, make sure you comment hashtag hustle. And then kind of a new one, because this is our influencer spotlight. Um, I want you to be thinking, if you guys have somebody who you want, who's an influencer in your life, who has just been awesome, let us know. We'd love to spotlight them, uh, people within the industry. So thanks so much for everybody joining us right now. And if you're just joining us, we've got the incredible Phil Treadwell hanging out with us, sharing some awesome tips. So let's go back to this, um, Jason, that, that we're really talking talking with Phil, you mentioned brand and this is something that keeps coming up. That just yep. keeps coming up and coming up and coming up. Um, when it comes to building a brand, when it comes to branding, um, what, what should loan officers, cause that's kind of your forte right now, Phil, especially when it comes to, and that's even, let's bring Mason McDuffie into it. It's, I didn't know when it comes to building a brand, that's something that Mason McDuffie is helping people with, is actually helping them build their brand. It's not all about branding the company, but personally branding those loan officers. 
Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that there's a lots of ways that you can do that. I also think that there's a couple of interpretations of that. A lot of times when we talk about personal branding, um, people will say, okay, I need to create a completely separate brand. Um, you know, it needs to be, you know, XYZ lender or XYZ loan officer. And I think that that's one way to do it. A lot of what I talk about when I'm talking about personal branding is branding yourself, creating awareness to who you are, whether that's content, whether that's social media, um, there's lots of brands that are attached to each one of us. You know, the three of us have multiple brands and multiple things that we're a part of. So whenever I mention building a personal brand, I want people to go out and create content that creates awareness about who they are, about what they're about, about their interests, about their skills, about their mindset. And then when you dig into who someone is, you're going to find a lot about uh, the companies that they're associated with and what those companies are about and, and the other you know networks that, that people are. And so when we're talking about personal branding for me, I'm talking about putting yourself out there, being authentic, talking about things that you're comfortable about talking about, you know, bringing awareness to topics that are important to you. And it doesn't even have to be business related. If you're, you know, big into a certain nonprofit, if you're big into a passion, whether it's, you know, skiing in the mountains or, or, or boating on or, or whatever it is, find something and use that to identify and, and attach to the brand that is you. And then, tap into that culture, befriend those people, let them know what you do for a living. And that's the best way uh, to create business is to be authentic. We, I've said it a thousand times, people do business with people they like. This business will always be a relationship business. All these tools that we talk about from social media to happy hour events and, and you know Alexa flash briefings and all these other things, they're all about creating attention so that you have an opportunity to go in and create a relationship because that's really what it's all about. We're in one of the coolest times ever to create attention and to build relationships uh, almost like no other time out there in history. We can leverage ourselves infinite number of ways to be out there in front of the eyes that, that we just didn't have an opportunity to do before. I totally agree. And honestly, so this is a really cool, this goes right along with what you're saying, Phil, is Bill Steven, thanks, thanks for joining us live, by the way, Bill. But he comments, hashtag do you. You have to really be you when it comes to building a brand, whatever that is. It sounds so freaking cliche. And literally, Jason, we've, we've I don't know how many times we've talked about this in the last couple of days. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, I feel like a broken record, but it's 100% true. Like, if you if you are not, and, and I mentioned this on a podcast, we were on a podcast just a little while ago, um, for another coaching company and we were talking about branding in particular and building a brand but this authenticity Phil that you mentioned the authentic we hear that word a lot too and why I love live why I love these raw videos is because there's no way to fake it like you can only fake it for so long on a live video like when you're when you're doing a Steven Spielberg production like actors and you hear that a lot about actors they're one way on stage or on film and then you actually meet them in person and they're like a jerk and you're like what the freak like these guys suck when you're doing live video, like you can't fake that. Yeah. So like, cause people will meet me and they're like, Oh, you, you pretty much are uh, kind of over the top. You have a resting bitch face terribly. Like that's people just know that about me. And then you're over the top enthusiastic. So that's just kind of how I am. But when it comes to people who are watching, who are building that brand, I, th I think that is important, Phil, because you, you really do have to be authentic. It sounds cliche. Yes. You hear it a lot, but that's just, hopefully this, this reiteration, you keep hearing it like a broken record. It just helps you like, hey, I need to be authentic. I need to be me. Yeah. And, and one thing that I think everyone needs to 
understand. So for those of you that don't know, have never heard of Phil or his podcast or anything, is that Phil's a practitioner, right? So this isn't like Phil like deciding like he re- he went to a conference. And it happens a lot in our industry. Like someone from an executive level or the head of production or someone goes to a conference or sees a new seminar or a YouTube video or whatever, then all of a sudden they're they're talking about it. The great thing about you, Phil, is that you're a practitioner. So you, you, you know, you, you do a flash briefing, you do a podcast. Can you talk a little bit about your podcast and flash briefing and the content you put out there and why you think that makes a difference for your brand and why other loan officers should be following your lead? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, the podcast for me was an opportunity to put out content to my particular audience. Since I don't originate loans directly anymore, I, I manage loan officers and I coach loan officers. My audience was loan officers I was either already working with and coaching or people that I wanted to recruit. So when I created the podcast, Mortgage Marketing Expert, I was trying to interview people within the industry. <laughs> Did I say something funny? Keep going, Phil. They're, they're just seeing you on video right now anyway. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, when the, I la- the laptop screensaver came on. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> Guys, yeah. there you go. Like, live video. See, that is totally a screw. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Phil. Keep going. No, no, not at all. So when I created the the Mortgage Marketing Expert podcast, all I was really doing was trying to create content for the audience that I wanted to reach. And I was wanted to interview who's who within the industry, coaches, mentors, people that have built huge businesses, both on an origination side and on a corporate level, that would give tips that people could use to go out and build their business. And that was really what the platform was built on. I wasn't trying to monetize it. I wasn't trying to add in sponsorships. And you guys have podcasts and, and shows so you understand. That's the first question everybody asks us is, well, how do you monetize it? Well, we don't monetize it. What we're doing is we're trying to use it to build a brand and then it creates opportunities down the road that you can make money from because we are trying to build a business, but it's not about creating just a sponsorship here, an affiliate agreement there or whatever. Yep. Excuse me. So as I built a podcast, I went ahead and added a flash briefing because we wanted to do a, a, a mortgage marketing minute, if you will, because most of our social media pages, specifically Instagram, does the mortgage marketing tip of the day. And that's really what the podcast, what, what everything with the brand is about is, is just creating content that originators, that mortgage professionals, that managers can use to go out and build their business. And through that, it just it creates a level of credibility. It's created a ton of opportunities, both for me personally in my career and speaking engagements and, and connecting and networking with, with some of the, the industry elite. And, and that's what people need to really understand is that's why I did what I did was to help me build my business in my day job. It wasn't to build a side business. It was to create more credibility for me and open more doors to recruit more loan officers, to build more business. And at the end of the day, which is what really all this is about is helping the consumer, helping someone achieve the dream of home ownership and do it in, in the most efficient and effective way possible so that we can pass on those cost savings to them so that we can provide you know jobs to a lot of people and, and, and contribute to the whole. And so if people will really focus on contributing something to the whole and not just what they can pull out of it, they're, they're going to get a heck of a lot further. Yeah. I, you know, that's, you know, what's funny is as you were saying all of that, 
I, in, in the back of my head, I'm just thinking the one thing that just that absolutely kills me for. And again, it's not everybody like there's there they're starting. It's it's starting to be a little bit more commonplace. But just, you know, you still have lenders that just aren't buying this whole brand that aren't buying being active on social media that aren't buying a lot of this stuff. And what everyone needs to understand, what because look, if you don't understand the internet age that we're living in and to where attention is, is just, is very hard to come by from consumers because of the constant advertising everywhere. If you don't understand that reach and attention is paramount above anything else that you want to do when it comes to grabbing attention for consumers, then you have seriously missed the boat and you're, oh, and you're not guy. getting it and you're not going to, sur- you're definitely not going to survive, um, but you, you won't grow either. And so, you know, that's one thing that, you know, we both love about Phil is that he's gone out there. He's done it. He's done it as someone that has been a producer, someone that, you know, is in the mortgage industry and and not only that but you know managing loan officers coaching loan officers building regions like so that that's the day job and so every loan officer every lender needs to understand that what phil's doing and what he's showing you not not like he's you know he's not paying charging but if you just watch what phil does and do that you can build a brand like that's how i came to know phil right because of his personal brand that he built that's how i came to know josh every lender and I don't care who you are, should be helping your loan officers with their brand, right? Because at the end of the day, it is not the brand of the lender that's in front of everybody. It's that loan officer. It's their face, their voice. It's their trust and like. And the brand will naturally come along with you if you foster that. It's something I've always talked about, about if you brand local, you'll brand national because you have to be that person that has boots on the ground. Now, I'm not saying that they don't ever talk about the lender and their branding and just totally just regard that but i'm just saying every time that i've seen it successful is where the company fosters that because what happens is and we and i've talked about this on like the i swear you know like you mentioned we've talked we've been on several shows and, and podcasts this week and we keep talking about it and i'm going to keep going back to um the mortgage x podcast that we had with Kristen meserly where she does these focus groups with millennials and, and phil you mentioned it about them being 40 percent of the buying force right now you know getting into the housing and they don't trust the big brands but they will trust that local person Person that's in front of them or that local brand, they're not going to trust the big company. So if you do want to capitalize on that, it's all about reach and attention. Do you, would you agree with that, Phil? A hundred percent. And what people need to, to realize in that scope is you can't have a relationship with a brand. You can have a relationship with a person. So as people are building their personal brand, build yourself, build who you are, give people something to have a relationship with. Some of the biggest brands and companies in the world are experiencing this firsthand because as we, if you go back to the part of the conversation we were talking about millennials want community more than almost any other generation, they're talking about millennials want relationships. They want relationships with people. They want relationships with each other. And so there's a lot of companies that are buying in saying, okay, there's something going on with social media. There's something going on with technology. I need to jump on that bandwagon. And they're doing it wrong. You know, an example I use all the time is don't put open house flyers on Instagram. Don't put your mortgage vocabulary videos out there. If a mortgage company is putting a video out doing 
you know, mortgage vocabulary. What they're not understanding is the people that are seeing that, that are following that page already know what amortization is. And if they don't know what amortization is, they probably don't care unless they're going through the mortgage process. I yeah. think you have those blog posts and have those videos out there for people to reference if they want to go look for them. But that's not the, op- the, the opportunity that social media presents. Social media uh, uh, presents an opportunity for you to be social and interact with someone that you may not have had an opportunity um, to do before, where we used to have to go to realtors' offices and hand out flyers and, and do it on a linear basis. We now have platforms that allow us to be exposed to a ton of other people and let them be exposed to us. Why? To create a relationship. And so I'll keep saying it. You can't have a relationship with a brand. So don't create a brand that's inauthentic. And we use that word almost like a punchline. Just be real. Be who you are. Some people will like you. Some people won't. Who cares? There's plenty of business and there's plenty of humans out there to create relationships with and do good business. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I think relationship is key. You've mentioned that a couple of times, Phil. It's people are not, they don't go to a brand. Like you look at some of these big companies, like people are probably thinking, well, what about, um, I'll mention them, Quicken. Like Quicken, they do a lot of advertising and they have millions and millions of dollars to dump into it. But even Jason and I, and I had a conversation with some some people who have, some companies who have done studies with people who have gone to Quicken. And they, the only reason they went to Quicken <clears throat> it just kept showing up like yeah. did they did they have a great experience no like you look at quicken's reviews and they're terrible like yeah people don't have a good experience with them they don't have that relationship literally just a number you're just getting processed through the difference with somebody a personal relationship that like you're talking about phil you are somebody like you mean somebody and jason mentioned this on our last last podcast is a lot of loan officers a lot of people in our industry right now are just looking at it transactionally they're looking at it as a hey i want a paycheck i'm yep. gonna get you know x amount on this deal so i want to close and get it done and move on you have to look at it as a long-term relationship because that five thousand dollars could turn into one hundred fifty thousand dollars from the friends the family the relationship that you build with those people so make sure that it's not just a transaction if you're doing that you are just another big box like you're another big box lender that's just you know selling the transaction pushing them through as quick as you possibly can so that cannot be your focus and it's and i know some people are like i've heard this i've heard this but are you actually doing yeah. it like keep are, hearing it until like, you do it literally yeah. we somebody was saying well we keep hearing the same stuff and then we asked them like well are you doing it and they're like um, and I'm like, well, that's it. Like, if you keep hearing, but you're not at, like, then you're going to keep hearing it until you actually start acting upon this stuff and implementing and executing within your business. You're going to keep hearing the same stuff. Yep. So, yeah, it's all about execution. So, uh, Phil, let's talk about let's talk about mastermind. So, we're all going to be there next week. Um, you know, uh, Josh and I are honored to be be able to speak on stage on day two and, and partnering up with uh, our, our good friend, all our collective friend. Uh, Barry Habib and uh, MBS Highway. So we're looking forward to that. We're also looking forward to uh, hanging out with uh, the Mason Mac crew uh, at the happy hour. Uh, can you give us a little uh, bit of information on that? For sure. On uh, on Wednesday night from five to seven after the session is over there at Mastermind, we're going to do a happy hour mixer um, from, uh, like I said, five to seven at the Unknown Bar, a.k.a. the Shark Bar right there in the middle of the lobby. And so um, we're taking a couple hours just to give people an opportunity to come and network and and, uh, you know, hear and talk to, to you guys, to some other you know speakers that are going to be at the event. 
um, you know, learn about what Mason McDuffie is going to be doing and, and just kind of get to know each other. It's it's a real informal thing. We're just going to take some time to uh, get to know some folks and and uh, excited about, you know, inviting a ton of people to come uh, check it out. So if you want to register for that, you can go to masonmacmixer.com excuse me.com and uh, we'll put that in the in the comments as well for people to go um, it's going to be a great time we do have a a, a limit to uh, how many people we can have there they're only giving us a you know a, a section so if you're interested in that please definitely check it out and uh, and come hang out with us awesome and then what are you what do you because like, i know this isn't your first mastermind what do you like most about uh the mortgage mastermind event Man, there's a lot of things I do. Um, one of the things that I like is that it brings uh, the collective who's who within the industry together. You know, most people um, come to the event, get a chance to network with folks, see people that they are only exposed to online, maybe see some some coaches that they've not had to have access to before. Um, there's always great speakers. Um, I will give them credit; they've always put together a great lineup of speakers, and that's no exception. Uh, you know, this year, and so it's an opportunity for people to network with each other, network with other people in the industry, get to talk to speakers and, and hear amazing content. There's always, I always take pages of notes away from the event. And so, you know, I don't, uh, I don't have any direct ties or indirect ties to mastermind. I'm not promoting the event, to, uh, you know, sell tickets or make money or anything like that, but it is a definite event that people can go and get information. But Josh, to your point, it doesn't matter how much information you take away from an event or a social media post or a conference. Um, unless you go and implement it in your business, it's not going to do you any good. 100% agree. And that's just it. Jason and I are actually going to be talking about that tomorrow on Tread Live, uh, more about mastermind and implementing and taking those these ideas that you hear and actually implementing. So we're going to be talking a lot more. Make sure you tune in tomorrow um, to uh, watch Tread Live because we're going to be talking a lot more about that. But Phil, it's been an incredible time hanging out with you. Um, again, we posted the link below for the Mason Mac Mixer. If you're, if you're coming down to Mastermind, actually right now, if you're watching us live and you're coming to Mastermind, uh, comment hashtag Mastermind and make sure you get together with the three of us. We'd love to do a video with you. Uh, love to help you continue to build your brand, everything that we're talking about. Phil is one of those guys who has truly dedicated his life. Like you mentioned, he's no longer a producing loan officer, but he's dedicated his life to helping loan officers, helping the mortgage community really grow their business. And Mason Mack is just where he's decided to plant his feet and, and continue to, to do what he's doing and what he loves to do. So Phil, it's been an honor and a pleasure, my friend, looking forward to connecting with you down at uh, mastermind. It's going to be a lot of fun. So man, I'm excited. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a lot of fun. When we get together and uh, shoot the breeze and, and talk the industry. So excited to see you guys at mastermind. And then again, the week after at uh, the housing wire engage marketing summit, it's another great time, another, uh, another great event. So looking forward to hanging out with you guys. Dude, it's going to be a lot of fun. We, none of us du bashed Dustin Brome during this entire thing. No, so. I was trying to avoid it, but I mean, now that you brought it up, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, Dustin's terrible. Uh, we all know uh, a good friend, Dustin Brome, <laughs> who's uh, again involved with us in the industry. Give, give a shout out to our big good friend, Dustin. But thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, people jumping on Renato Roddick, Paul Kimball, uh, everybody who's jumping on Bill Stevens, everybody who's commented and been part of the show. Make sure you tune in tomorrow uh, for the Shred Live with me and Jason as we talk about Mastermind in Las Vegas next week. It's going to be a ton of fun. So, Phil Treadwell, thanks so much again. Appreciate you guys. As always, show up, hustle, repeat every day. We'll see you guys soon.